0: it's just me and you today. Um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be disappointed we don't have Dano on the pad, pen and pad, but maybe next time.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get him back because his notes were just top notch, weren't they?
0: Yeah. I hope, he, I
1: hope everyone had a look at the socials and saw those because they, they had a list of a few good good ones on there.
0: They were sensational. I, yeah, I think that was one of the better weekends we've had. One of the better weekends yeah. I've had in a while. It was Amazing the amount. Yeah, of wins you were,
1: we're you were cleaning up. So I was at that course all weekend. I'm just getting texts from you left, right, and center about every single winner. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like a lot of the a lot of the potty favorites got up. Sunshine yeah. in Paris. Like, oh my god. How
1: good was that? Yeah, that was great to see. That was actually a really good race.
0: Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was great. I was sitting there. I actually didn't even know he was in the photo. Like he. Snuck, oh really? He, well, he snuck up in the middle of them all. And and then, like, I only saw him with his head in front when they showed the photo. I was like, holy shit, that's Sunshine in Paris. And I'd I'd bet on him because I was sitting there at the fantasy draft. We hadn't – I was talking to Corbs about it. And he was like, oh, do you think in secret? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I kind of think Sunshine in Paris could win. And then I just ended up just putting my bet on him. And I didn't even see him get into the finish. And uh, I thought Ruthless Dane, which is another one you spoke about, to put in the court he had won – and I'm like, the photo pops up and there's sunshine in Paris in the middle of the pack with his nose in front. It was
1: so good, eh? It was so I, good. I, I thought it was great. Like, can you like, have a think about it? Look back at the prep. She won a maiden at Canberra, went to Doomban and just was beaten by race shape. And then has progressed through it to win a group one. Like, it's pretty incredible prep for her, eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Like, she showed all the signs that she could win that race, I reckon.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. And then you looked at the, to- like the times that she was doing when she was winning and then she won on that day where no one was winning from down, uh, down the outside and she's just shown that she's got above-average ability and I'm actually pretty keen to see her progress. I'm not sure whether she's going to go to another race over the mile or whether she'll go out for a spell now, but either way, what an amazing prep and it, I guess it just says enough about Annabelle Nishim as a trainer.
0: Yeah, she's great. She's unbelievable. Um, geez, where do we start with the other with the other favourites we had?
1: Uh, we had Alligator Blood, the, the champ, come through. I thought that was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was fantastic. He's he's such like, a good horse.
1: Do you know what was interesting? I didn't pick Nugget taking up the the, the lead.
0: Yeah, I uh... that
1: which was weird. And then um, Shin just took the sit on Alligator Blood.
0: Yeah, I actually was concerned when he didn't get the lead. Were you? Yeah, because I was like, "Oh shit!" I just only ever see him win when he's leading, and I just thought it might might throw him off, but not at all.
1: No, nah, he was also, awesome. and he just—you could see. Like, I'm not sure about un, on Thunderstruck. I know that a lot of people on on social media were kicking up a stink, saying he's done, he's gone, or anything like that. I just think he's looking for longer trips now in his older age. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be penning him probably moving towards a. Um, well, I think he's going to. I think he's going to the All Star Mile, and then potentially a QE Queen Elizabeth. So I wouldn't be penning in. I thought um, in that race, I thought, uh, what's his name, Mister Brightside was a Yeah. Like considering the race shape, like Alligator Blood is arguably one of the hardest horses to get past. He was. It was a sit and sprint with the way that Nugget dawdled up front. Alligator Blood loomed up, and then it was like. Good luck trying to get past him. He's not losing at 1,400 or 1,600-meter race like that.
0: No, no way. And, yeah, I think um, Mr. Brightside, like, another, like, great run, but just not enough. Like, do you think if more distance maybe –
1: yeah, I think getting him up to the mile I think is definitely going to be his pet trip and I think he showed that when he won the was it the Epsom one or the Doncaster one of the mile at Randwick. I think he I think he should be deserved favorite for the All Star Mile in my opinion.
0: Yeah, cuz yeah, I think cuz that extra 200 might do alligator blood in even though I wouldn't be surprised if he wins, but I'm I'm thinking oh, similar. I'm thinking yeah. Mr. Brightside.
1: I think a mile a mile will definitely bring others into calculations, but I just think alligator blood just Lethal over 1,400 metres, and he's just such a tough, tough horse, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's a good one. Um, Steel City, that was one uh, we were on as well, and that was so unlucky. Uh, So unlucky. It was...
1: I can't I can't say definitively whether he would have won or not but I think if um if he got the split I certainly reckon he would have been in the finish like if you looked at the what happened it was just so unlucky and I thought I I still don't know how Blake Shin got him to where he was around that bend I thought that was quite impressive but he was he rode for luck, did not get the split and and the result obviously didn't go our way. But I, I I wouldn't be sacking him heading towards the slipper. I think he's probably the only horse that you could consider moving into a slipper just because of his past form lines. But I don't think much blue fire diamond form will stack up in the slipper in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. I um I think it Blake Shin jumped off him and, and said he would have won that if he got out. He yeah, was he pretty did. confident.
1: Yeah, and I think general what was good for us is he got off Steel City salty as hell because he could have won a group one and then rode alligator blood like that. and yeah. it was just like... So it was good for that.
0: Yeah, he can ride, Blake. He's a good jockey.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I thought that was really good, Steel City. Um, what about our boy, Uncommon James, oh, getting Oh, my
0: God. That was another one. Oh, me and, me and Barnes at the NRL Draft, both on Sunshine in Paris, both on Uncommon James at pretty much nines or tens, like just... <laughs> Pure did that,
1: Who did the other lads back in the in the Oakley plate?
0: Was the Oakley the uncommon James one? Yeah, I'm not sure. I actually think I think Corbs might have got on uncommon James as well. I think um, I, I actually had two bets in the race, and I went uncommon James and I am me because I just thought yep. looked, looked at their prices, and I was like, wow, that is just ridiculous. That it was a really good betting race, actually. Oh, um,
1: fantastic betting race.
0: Yeah, and they both ran really well. So I'm not really sure what anyone else had bet on then. I I just remember me and Barnes um, jumping and um, high-fiving a fair bit after that race. I'm not sure if there was too many other people getting involved, which which is weird or unlucky for yeah. them.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that was good. And then um, I think well, we touched on, I touched on Mirror Vision when we discussed it on the pod and then, I remember messaging you guys in the morning when I was on the break at the course and I was like, I can't overlook that form for hope in your heart but running fourth to what fangirl I wish I win and Gypsy Goddess who unfortunately has been sold to Japan for breeding purposes. So you look at the horses that beat her and then you look at the horses that she beat, you can't. Like that was elite, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And we, got, and we I, got that message and everybody got on that. I remember that. Yeah, that which was, was good. So it was
1: around, I think we took her up. She had a late drift, which was interesting. So, yeah. So I'm, I'd I'd be cautious following her into this prep because I think that'll be the easiest field she faces. And I think I remember reading or listening to Kerry Parker, the trainer. He's She's going for like group ones now. So like the I think the Coolmore, the 1500-meter race at Rose Hill. And we'll see if she steps up to the moor. Like, yep. a, like a, in, a, in a Doncaster or something like that or a Epsom. I can't remember which one where I think it's the Doncasters. I always get confused with them too, yeah. which one's in the spring and which one's in the summer. So, well, I'll keep an eye on her, but I, um, she's got to be racing in some good company now, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. I'll look forward to watching her go around again.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so Yeah, where do, we, where do you want to go from here? And, what about Animo? <laughs> yeah, huge.
1: How do you beat him? Like oh he's no. just a freak. He's just come back immense this prep. The only thing that I think we got to look toward because I'm not sure where he's going to go next start. Whether he's going to do the George Ryder or he's going to jump up to 2000 in the Ranvit, because he's following that kind of similar Winks prep for a QE, isn't isn't he?
0: Yeah. So
1: I'm still not hundred percent sure where he goes. Um, because that's going to be determined because I'm not sure where Gold trips going. Who which we'll touch on in horses to follow. Yep. Um because he's coming up to Sydney, he's going to be aimed at, at the QE as well. So if we get a wet deck, I think he could be a bit of a threat to Animo because we know Animo can handle the heavy deck, but he's certainly not as effective as if he was on a soft or good ground.
0: Yeah. geez, that'd be a good race.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and then what about Skirt the Law?
0: Yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, I got on just because I'm a favourite, but I was thinking before the race, uh, just before it jumped, I was like, I don't know, because like, he's short and – that might have been a bit of a grand final at the Magic Millions and, I don't know, he was disappointing.
1: Um, so what ended up happening is I looked into it. So post-race, they the stewards to the swab came back clear, all those kind of things. So Tony Golan was a bit perplexed and then he brought her back to the stables and she was found to be two out of three lame in her front leg and... Uh. Yeah, and then there was one other thing that we had come up. I can't remember. There was another thing. So he came out on radio on, on Tuesday or Monday and, and spoke about that. So out for a spell and has been ruled out of the Queensland Winter Carnival as well.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. Put it put him on ice. Yeah. And then we'll
1: see if we might come back, go for aim for something in the spring. Maybe yeah. a cool cool more or something like that. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea.
1: Yeah. So, there was that. Um, what did you think of Gold Trips, speaking of and what did you think of Gold Trips' um, run?
0: Uh, not bad. I uh, – awesome. yeah, I mean, it was kind of like, a bit like what we expected, wasn't it? Well, I
1: just didn't I, – I had, like, concerns. One, around him first up over 1,800 metres – I think we spoke about obviously the the Melbourne Cup hangover, I guess, is if you want to call it that. Yeah. And then obviously the Good Deck. So all of those, there was too many things, too many like factors playing against him, in my opinion. And then to see him like Keats got away with Blue Murder up the front there. Oh yeah. Um, like Keats was awesome. So I think we um, we had the, the the Quinella in our in our Quaddy selections. Yeah. Um, I. I just thought he's come back enormous and I think heading towards, I'm not sure if they haven't confirmed where he's heading towards yet, but I know that they're aiming towards, I think, a Tancred, which is the 2,400 metre race at Randwick and then into a QE, but I'm not sure whether, which build-up they're going to go with, whether it be the Randvet or just go straight in.
0: I really like the sound of him in the QE.
1: Oh, if we, if we get a wet wet autumn, like, like Sydney has been in the past few years, he comes right into calculations. And I think we've just got to look at that butcher of a ride that he got in the Cox Plate over 2,000 metres leading up to the Melbourne Cup and just to say that he, it, he's certainly in it right up into his eyeballs, to be honest.
0: Yeah, i look forward to that. I hope they, I think they'll have him ready for that if he gets into that.
1: Yeah. So he, he'll be really, really good.
0: Yeah. And uh, Uncommon James?
1: Yeah, we spoke about him. He was awesome, wasn't he?
0: Yeah.
1: Simple as that. I'm not sure whether he's going to hang around for like a Galaxy or something like that over up here at Randwick or um, in the Sydney Carnival. I'm not sure what they're going to do because they got their group one. But like I said to you, I think a couple of weeks ago, I think he's right in it for for an Everest slot if he keeps performing.
0: Yeah, Jeezy looked good. He looked so he good, man. That was yeah, great. he did. it's a gorgeous watch.
1: I thought um I thought in that race lofty strike was awesome as well and I thought very unlucky and I think heading towards a new market he's certainly in calculations I just think the I wish I win form line is just too good to um, I guess too good to pass up but he's certainly going to be a chance in that race that's for sure
0: yeah. Definitely. So, some horses to follow with uh, Dubonenko, What did uh Dean What did Dean Yendel say uh, post race? So,
1: so they you know they some they interview all the jockeys after and they give like a one sentence summary of how the race was. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. settled really well. Just unlucky. He just walks up and says, "Fuck it," and then just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's walked off. So if you go back and watch the race, the horses are awesome. I thought he was great for a – I think he was 60 to 1 or 80 to 1. I don't think he – I think he outperformed that SP crazily. And I think heading towards, say, a mile-based like cup in trip, he's right in it. He, do you know who he reminds me of?
0: Who? Ha-
1: ha- ha- Totsu. Oh, yeah. So remember ha- Totsu in, like in his youth years, like his two-year-old years, like he was always finishing off races. Like he was doing really, really well, but yep. he wasn't winning. And yeah. then he hit his three-year-old years. He matured. Knew what he was doing, and he just obviously became a freak. So I've got little like um, I see little little traits in this guy. So I'll probably be looking to if he ends up in a Flemington race over, say, the mildest prep. I'm not sure what race he's heading towards. I'd be looking looking to have something on. He you might get a price bit as well about him because of his SP.
0: Yeah. Okay. That'd be nice.
1: Yeah. So yeah, definitely have a look at him. He was really really good.
0: Any others you got uh, to follow from the weekend?
1: Fangirl, which we spoke about, I think she's heading right towards that, that mile race at Randwick. She was good. I don't think you need to touch on much there. Um, Ruthless Dame, she was great in that race behind In Secret. I thought she sat wide. She wasn't titled to – she shouldn't She shouldn't have finished as close as she did, but she did. She was awesome. I thought she'd won. Um, yeah. I thought Keats was really good, and I think we can follow Keats. I know that Keats is heading towards an all-star mile, and I think – He'll be outclassed in that race, but certainly something um, just to keep an eye on. He's, I think he's a really honest horse and I think he's coming into his own here now. Yeah. Um, she's a belter, was very, very good um, in that race behind in secret. She was held up for, for a runs, clocked some really, really good sectionals. I think stepping up in trip for her is another really good thing and I think you can take yearning from that race as well.
0: Okay. Yeah. So
1: yearning, yearning was held up as well um so that was i think she was really good and i think there's one little one that i want to touch on i think i mentioned it to you guys during the week it's it's an out of it's not a saturday grade black book about toronto terrier
0: okay toronto terrier
1: yeah so he's a three-year-old by Toronado. so if you go back to his his younger years he's run into ruthless dane one and a half lengths third in a maiden um, he's run with, he ran against Aft Cabin in a maiden and got belted, but that was on a soft deck. One length off Muramasa, who will touch around in a group one on the weekend at Flemington. So he's got some really good form lines. He came out last week at Pakenham over the 1200, sat just behind the speed, um, one pair back off the fence and just blitzed him, clocked some elite times as well. So he's one you can follow moving forward. I'm not sure where they're going to place him, but if you're looking around those low, low BMs, even. Even maybe a BM seventy. Who knows? Midweek, he. I reckon he's right up into it. So right. he's one he can follow.
0: A Toronto Terrier. I'll get around. Yeah. That.
1: So, t- so Toronto Terrier.
0: All right. So let's go to Randwick this weekend. Some. Uh. Let me guess. Some fantastic racing again.
1: Of course. <laughs> yeah. Some really good racing around. So I think Sandown took the took the cake as being the best card last weekend. So this is um Randwick's turn this week so as you can see we've got um, two group ones three group twos um two group threes and then the two listed races and i think the midway handicap so i think the headline act at randwick this week is the randwick guineas for the for the three-year-olds over the over the mile that's race eight race eight so we i'll just touch on the rail so the rails out six meters that randwick today so we know um Sorry. Uh, on the saturday so i know we've spoken about this before randwick's is one of those tra- those tracks that just plays always very very fairly um i think they've got a little bit of rain today but i don't think we're much expected for the remaining day so i think we'll be racing on a good deck
0: yeah so okay. i think we're
1: going to have a lot of fair racing which is really really good for us um moving into this this carnival
0: fantastic look at this race this race is enormous
1: yeah, so if you go through, I reckon do you wanna to touch on anything in particular in this race? Or do you want me to just to just to say my selections?
0: You say your selections because I I like the look of a lot of them.
1: Okay, so we've got obviously our our, our, our favorite of ours in um in Man's list running around, but I think he's yeah. gonna be out of it out of his out of his comfort zone at this at such a short trip. Yeah. Um my selection is Matchelarte, who I th- Think we've spoken about before?
0: Yeah, we love the latte. We've definitely been talking. Yeah,
1: about yeah. So we mentioned it obviously last start it was forty six into twenty ones, and um, it was a bit of a bunch finish with with Aft Cabin, Williamsburg, Matcha Latte, Zoo Tiger, and Osipenko in that Hobartville. Mm-hmm. But I thought Machalate's got the biggest scope for improvement out of all of those guys moving forward. And I think of all the horses that we spoke about, Ossopenko's certainly in it. But um, I think he's got the, he's going to be suited up to the mile the most. Um, he was really good. He clocked the fastest final 600, 400 metres and 200 metres of the race. And we know Ossipenko did get the the nice split and it was a great ride from Nash. But I think, honestly, if you're looking at purely for the fact that they're stepping up tomorrow, I think Machilato's a great each way bet. Like, what can you get to place? Yeah,
0: I can get two, 950 to win 260
1: to place. Like, that's just money for jam, isn't it? Like, it's much better than, what, taking 270 about af cabin and whether he's, yeah. whether he's up to it. That's one thing. And then you've got to look at Ossipenko, certainly a, a, a great chance with Nash in the ball um on board. Zoo Tiger was really, really good, but then you're looking at the price discrepancies and when these guys went over the bunch finish, Marcelade was first up, the other two were second up. So I think he's got the greatest scope for for, for improvement. And I think he's a wonderful bet at nine fifty.
0: Yep. I like it. I love it. Great
1: price. I think the I think the danger horse is attrition as well. Yep. Because I thought in that um in that race behind elliptical in the CS Hayes, I thought was very, very good. So I think it's a it's a great chance. I think it's still dual nom for for Flemington. I don't think they've made up their minds yet. I'm just okay. going to check, which is another thing. And they've got Craig they Williams sh- riding it in, yeah. in
0: Randwick.
1: yeah, yeah, and it's it's still in the market at eight fifty in the um in, uh, sorry Australian guineas. So it's really hard to get a gauge and what we're going to probably expect is either race you're going to cop some deductions because they are in the money, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, okay, right. Um, so that's your, that's your two for there, you reckon?
1: Yeah, oh, in terms of bets or in just in that race? Just in that race. Yeah, I think Matcha is probably the one. I like attrition but, again, I think, yeah, Matcha I'll, I'll probably end up potentially even making that a bet, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I like that. Good value.
1: So do you want to move on to the Canterbury Stakes there, the, the sprint race?
0: Yep. So that's race seven.
1: Race seven, yeah. So I was hoping Corpse would be on here, but unfortunately he's not. So I want to know about this imperatives which is Imperatris per- or whatever it is. Um, interesting horse. Is it it's a Western this, Raider? No, it's a New Zealander. Okay. And it's got this huge big boom on it. Um, they seem to think it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a ripper horse. So... I don't know, what's the price we're getting at the moment? What can you see there?
0: Oh, $1. ninety. Wow. Yeah, so
1: see, so like without sounding like Mr. Negative, how often have you seen a New Zealand horse come over here and actually really, really kill it?
0: Yeah. Like
1: remember how we had that, um, there was the, that other horse that came over. Well, what oh, was what her what name? Was Same
0: colours, wasn't Entri-
1: it? On Trivier. Entri- remember, she yeah, came yeah, over on yeah, Trivier. Yeah. Entri- like really, when we look at it, is New Zealand form really, really stacking up here in um, in Australia? No,
0: no. But look at his yeah, he's just been smoking them over there. I get it
1: there, but what's he been beating up on?
0: Yeah, interesting. Like, but that there's well, he opened it. I've got him opening at two twenty. He's into a dollar ninety.
1: Yeah, so you're you, you big. So your early market players have certainly jumped on. I just think it's a little bit more open than the $1.90 would suggest. Yes, um, J Max on board. I, I, I get that and all those sorts of things. But I just feel like $1. 90 a $1.90 for a horse who, yes, I get it, been beating up on New Zealand horses. But I'm just looking purely like from a stats perspective or, or recency bias in terms of how New Zealand horses have fared. And outside of Melody Bell, and sharp and smart. I think you could also mention, to a certain extent, what's really come over here and done done well.
0: Yeah, Melody Bell was the one I was thinking of. Same, mm. same silks. Um, yeah. So, but what do you think? There's there's some good horses in this race. What do you think it's it's gonna have trouble beating?
1: Well, that's the other thing. Is you got to like, I don't know. Like a Golden Mile, I thought behind Miramia was was sound first up, but a, like. Uh, Miramia didn't come out and exactly set the world on fire at the next start despite starting very short. The trial back in um, end of Feb, I think it was on the 21st of Feb, didn't sell me with a great deal. Like I thought back in actually tried better, which is the stable mate. So obviously I know that Golden Mile's one second up. He's drawn really well. But interestingly that J-Max jumped off Golden Mile to, to ride um, to ride this Imperitas. Of course,
0: he's jumped off to ride the Kiwi. Yeah.
1: Um, so what do you reckon?
0: Well, that f- kind of seals it for me, the fact that J-Max jumped off to ride it.
1: Yeah, so you're quite bullish. The other one is Arturi. Zach Pertin's over here to ride yeah, Arturi. I
0: saw that, Zach Pertin. So they're just flying between here and Hong Kong willy-nilly now.
1: Yeah, so they've given him permission to to come down here and ride. And I think this is a sign that he's probably looking to come home after this season. I think I mentioned to it a couple of lads that I heard whispers that he was looking to to leave Hong Kong and, and come back to Australia. So I think this is the start of that transition back.
0: Yeah, that'd be good on am um, I'd like to see him back here and how he's going to stack up these days against the guys over here.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: Yeah, Arturis so, used to be not too bad. Hasn't won for a little while though, has he?
1: He's been racing in very good company. Like he went over to, to Royal Ascot as, you, as you're as you well aware. Then he went to Newmarket, ran in the, the, the Group 1 July Cup down the straight and then raced in a, a Group 1 over there in France. So he's trialed up really, really nicely. He had a great trial in mid-Feb. J Mac again on board. So yeah. interesting to see. So there's that. Oh, I think Cascadian's a great horse as well. Yep. He's got a good he's got a good first up record.
0: He does. He's getting old, a bit long in the tooth.
1: Yeah. He's definitely getting on so but he's still performing, isn't he?
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. like he carried the top weight over there and, and ran within one and a half lengths of Amelia's Jewel. Steinem was running third in that race. Steinem came out and won at Sandown last week. Yeah, ironclad. Obviously, we um, we won't touch on that one.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I th- I d- I don't think it's as clear cut as, as the odds would suggest. And to be honest, I th- it's not a betting proposition this race for me. But I'm mean, keen to see how this imperatriz, per- or however we want to put it um, performs because this isn't isn't an elite field either. So whether or not they're going to step up to the elite sprinters is is a different story.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm very interested to see that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be a good, good little race to watch. It'll probably be just a sit and watch for me.
0: Yep. All right. Now, where's the next? What's the next group race we're going to? Is it race nine? No.
1: The challenge stakes with Giga oh, Kick.
0: Oh yeah, race six. Yeah. See, this is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what do you reckon about this?
0: Well, I've heard good things about Giga Kick, um, so I'm just keen to see if what they've what the trainer of him and who is it, Clayton Douglas or whatever's been saying is is legit or not, to be honest, and if he's come back ready to fire.
1: What I find interesting is that um, Craig Williams has flown up to Sydney and, and forego quite a few rides in Melbourne for this.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So I do find that interesting. We've then obviously got Remark, who was just awesome first up, wasn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I so, don't mind him at
1: all. Um, so, he. a great way to think. Remark had um, Andermatt covered very cl- uh, easily last start and Andermatt obviously came out and franked the form last, um, what, two weeks ago or a week ago? Yep. You've got Eduardo who in his prime was, was the world's best 1,000-meter horse. Yeah, uh, you've he's
0: mine pa- now.
1: Yeah, you've got Pulele who's got a great first-up record and absolutely loves Randwick.
0: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. oh, look at the bopper there, 26 bucks
1: Yeah, the bopper's even getting around And then you've got passive-aggressive Had a bit of a boom on it Beat Star Patrol there as well So oh, I love this race I think it's going to be a great thing to watch um, And then we got your mate uh, Shelby 66 down there at 101
0: Bit of a smoky, I reckon <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, Yeah, it is interesting But does Giga Kick just, does he have him covered? I'm not
1: sure,
0: because right. like I would, I'm going to put the same. Um, I'm going to paint Eduardo with the same brush. I've painted Nature Strip recently, and I think it, they're just they're just past it. So I don't. Yep. I'd, I'd lay him for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you're not keen keen on him?
0: No, nah, I'd would never back Eduardo to win an, another race at this age.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be too much pressure up front because I think passive-aggressive will roll forward. I just think this New Zealand horse, Sacred Satano, could also roll forward from the wide gate. And we know what the bopper does as well. Well, It depends what the bopper wants to do because I've seen him fall out the back and I've also seen him go forward.
0: I actually love the bopper. He can do
1: it all. Honest horse, never runs about it. I'd love to own him.
0: Yeah, he can do it all and he can also do nothing.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think he's, because this is a group too, I think he's reached, I don't think this is his, I, I think is maybe a bit far or too much for him, but we'll wait and see.
0: Yeah, yeah. so interesting one. I, yeah, I look forward to seeing Giga Kick go around. I want to see how good So he if can. you were to gun to your head, who are you betting on here? Giga Kick for sure.
1: You reckon Giga Kick? See, I'm more keen on Remark.
0: Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just picking that because the stable just sounds so confident.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. And then with Craig flying up, I think that's a huge big indicator.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. See, I, I, don't know, I, I really like Remark as a horse because we got to look like he in that BM ninety four where he came out and just like if you the the margins I think flattered all the other horses in the race. But he's came out, he had a really nice trial on 27th of Feb. If you want to go to Racing New South Wales website, watch it. He just trucked up on the outside, never given anything and just, yeah, it was a really good watch.
0: Okay. All right, well, so,
1: let's... yeah, so I think it's a really, really good race.
0: Yeah, that'll be, it should be interesting. Um, now, the Riesling Stakes race three, did you want to go there and talk yeah, about I our girl? This is...
1: Yeah, so this is the last of – so we've got the Riesling in race three and then we've got the Todman in race four, I think it is. Oh, no, sorry. Todman's race two. Okay. So these are the last two 1,200-metre races, the last two lead-up races to a slipper. Some horses will come – will do the, um, the one-week backup in some race leading up, but these are the last traditional um, lead-up races yeah. to, that, to that slipper. So I feel like if you look at race three, like who beats Learning to Fly? Nobody. Exactly, so there you go So we'll tick that one off, that's easy I think she'll come out, I think she'll win very well And I think she'll solidify her spot at the top of the market for that slipper
0: Yep, I think the smaller field is only going to make it easier for her too
1: Well that's it, that was our concern last start She overcame that massive field That um, track not playing um, so well for those horses running on And she just put it to bed, didn't she?
0: Yeah, that's going to be a demolition job and then in yeah. the, the Toddman, um, Red Resistance, small
1: field, but what a field, isn't it? Yeah. So you got Red Resistance, who's got those elite form lines around, well beating Kings Gambit, Steel City, um, and a few of those other horses, has trialled like an absolute rocket. Looks very, very good in um, in its in its action. All that, all that. We've got Cylinder, who's coming off a really good run in the and the Silver Slipper, beating Platinum Jubilee. Obviously, being King's Gambit as well, Mumbai Muse and Fire Lane. Cafe Millennium gets uh, stays at Randwick, which is a great thing, and gets uh, the jockey booking of Nash, a really good standover jockey, which will be nice. Yep. And then we've got Empire of Japan, who was a real fancy horse for that slipper early on before the Magic Millions, and and then you got Militarise, who who was really really good in a maiden at Canterbury. So I think this is a ripping ripping race, even though it's a small little field, and I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens with it. Because I think they're going to need to go very quick to set it up for Cafe Millennium, yep. and whether or not Red Resistance gets um, its way up front will determine whether it wins. I think.
0: So while you were talking, then I was just um, punching in Red Resistance into Learning to Fly to see what, um, what multi, multi money get. I would get, and you can get two eighty eight for it, Sheesh. and I don't mind that. <laughs> Me personally,
1: well, one, my, you know, my thoughts on multis for horses, but two, yep. I don't think the Todman is that clear cut. Like I love, don't get me wrong, I've been spruiking on Red Resistance and, and the form lines that it's been coming out of and, and its trials and stuff like that. But small fields can do weird things to races. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just intrigued because I thought Cylinder was epic and I thought like I could make a case for for the other two in this market definitely.
0: Okay. Well, tread, tread with caution
1: then. Tread with caution, definitely.
0: All right. So is that it for Randwick, and should we go down to? Yeah, I think further?
1: so. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly touch on a couple of um, if we've got any black bookers, I'll just see if I've got any. Okay. Uh no. So that's it. So matcha latte in terms of bets at Randwick, it'll probably look to just be matcha latte at the present moment, and maybe remark if I see any sort of late push.
0: Okay. Lovely.
1: Yeah, go to Flemington. So rails rails out two metres the entire circuit. Weather's looking good. As we always touch on track stats because Flemington allow that. Um, we're still very, very fair racing. So I think 38% winners come from the front, 38% come from behind, and then 20, 22%, I think, or 24% come from the middle. Um, that's mainly probably due to them getting hot, like caught up or, or or stuck on the rails, if, if, if that's a thing.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm... Once again, I'm glad we're back.
1: Yeah. How good is it being at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm? Like, it's just good. The big wide open tracks that usually play very, very fairly. Like, it's great.
0: You can't ask for much more.
1: You can't. So, as I said, I think Flemington takes the uh, as being the B-grade, I guess, card, even though there is a group one and a group two on on the cards here. So, I think we'll touch on those two races and then we'll touch on any black bookers um, running around and then, yeah. Okay, great. So the group group one is race seven on the card. It's this group one Australian Guineas over the mile. Now, it really annoys me that they've got two Guineas races, one at Randwick over the mile and one at Flemington over the mile. Like, wouldn't you think you could do them one week apart because then some horses can back up and do the other race the second week?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not doing the fields any... Justice is it? No, or?
1: that's the problem, and it kind of dilutes the talent. Like, I think both fields are elite, by the way, but it just kind of dilutes the talent. Like, how good would it be seeing Jackano up in Sydney racing against Afkab and Osapenko and Machilade? Like, yeah. it would be great to see, wouldn't it?
0: That's what we want to see.
1: Yeah, so I think that's just Peter Valandy's just doing the big fu to the to the Victorian Racing Club.
0: Yeah. Oh well, it's a so, shame. We love him, but we don't. We don't yeah. need that, Pete.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this race is wonderful. I've got a relatively moderate tempo. I've got Maximillis, Elkington Road, Holy Man's, and Fortune Teller all rolling forward and probably taking up the speed. Now there's a few horses in here that obviously we can mention. Jack and O he's just an elite horse. If he can get another Group One on his on his CB, it's just going to go great guns for him in in terms of the breeding side of things. Yep. So I think I think you can't you can't fault him being two thirty favourite. Yes, I, I understand that he has never been to the mile before, but if you look at his sectional data in that or, like there's everything suggests to me that he'll get there. I love him I love him drawn out in Barry 11. Oh, he's not gonna get he's not gonna get stuck behind any
0: no, at Fleming any roadblocks. which is a
1: which is a really, really good thing. So I think he's right favorite. So I'm I'm not saying that yeah, anything anything else I touch on I think he's rightly favoured. And I think albeit if he, if his talent comes to the fore, he'll just wins.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be hard to hold out.
1: He, but the the one the horse that well there's two a couple horses I want to touch on here, but I think we've all taken a, a futures ticket on Muramasa at at fifty one dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now
1: in like interestingly enough, like the odds haven't changed a great deal since the barrier draw and I think Barrier sixteen certainly isn't um going to be appealing for some punters, even though I know that horses running on are certainly um, not disadvantaged by drawing out and being out the back at, at Flemington with the rail in this position.
0: So was that always going to be the plan for him?
1: Yeah, he will just flop out the back because that's what he did in that um, CS Hayes, flopped out the back. Um, never really got a crack at him. I think race shape was against him, but he did clock the fastest 400 and 200 metres of that race. Yep. So when you look at it, like if you look at the other horses in the market, like... Uh, Maximilius was in that race. All right, he led that race up. He's thirty-one dollars. You've got Bank Moore, who's thirty-one dollars. You've got the fortune teller um, who comes out of a really, in my opinion, not a great race. That autumn stakes there at Sandown. You've got Elkington Road, who comes out of that elliptical race. Mister Maestro, who comes out of the Pericles race, which is not bad. Like the, I'm looking at all these form lines, and I I feel like if you look at Miramasa. Up to the mile, I think he's primed and ready to go, and I think he's a better, better propos uh, betting proposition than than the other ones.
0: Absolutely, I don't see why anybody shouldn't be having something on that at forty sixes and nines.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So I certainly do consider elliptical, of course, (laughs) (laughs) of course. (laughs) So then, yeah, I think um, elliptical and attrition are certainly in the in the game. But um, I would be having just like we've just put a little unit on on Muramasa each way. I think what what did you get the place size? What eight fifteen ten bucks?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So we got we've got a good little and it's one unit. Like really, when we're looking, it's not that much. But it'll be interesting. I'll be putting him in the quadi. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, have a little on. Um, elliptical. Do you reckon he's gonna run a big race?
1: Yeah, definitely in it. I yeah. definitely think he's got. I don't like barrier two for him though. Yeah. Okay. So he was barrier 13 last start over the CSAs and got over the top of them. I'm just worried where he's going to end up because you've got the horses outside of him in Maximilian's Elkington, Holly Mans, Fortune Teller, Japanese Emperor, Mr. Maestro, and even Bank Moore. They can all roll forward from their, from their alleys. It's just about where he's going to end up. Is he going to be stuck, buried back on the fence?
0: Yeah, okay. And what about our I, boy, Virtuous Circle?
1: Uh, I think. Wait till we get to two thousand meters because he's just so dour. Like in that autumn stakes, like you could see, it took. it was like a freight train trying to get going. Like yep. he just took forever. So I think once we start to see him get over two thousand, two thousand four hundred meters, I think we'll be we'll start to see the best of the of virtual circle.
0: Yep, can't wait for that.
1: Yeah, so he'll be good.
0: All right, so betting besides Muramasa in this, no, nah.
1: I. Th- I feel like I'll just have the, I'll be sitting on that unit with, with Miramaster, but to be honest, I just can't see anything beating Jack. You know, like If I can get around the two sixty two seventy mark, then I'll definitely be having a bet on him.
0: Yeah, he's going to be so hard to beat there at Flemington. Yeah, he is. All right. So, so, yeah, yeah what's, uh, what's the next one we got here? Um, well,
1: let's, talk, let's touch on the Blamey. So one of yours is going around Tuvalu, oh, uh, yeah. the 1,600 metres over the Randwick Mile.
0: Very disappointing. Last I'm sorry, start. the Flemington
1: Mall. He was, uh, I think he, uh, yeah, I think he was relatively disappointing. If you're looking at him, like he certainly, probably needed that run, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Because he
1: was up there on speed, but then if you look at, if you look at the the blanket finish, he was only one and a half lengths off Jack no? and
0: yeah, I. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, but gentleman Roy just showed himself to be a better horse than Tuvalu in that race. I thought.
1: Yeah, he did. I, I, I can see that. And, and if you look at it, like Mr. Brights, I'd finished, what, 0.5 a length ahead of, of Tuvalu. Um, Nugget did as well. Like, all of those horses have come out and really performed well in that, um, in that futurity.
0: Yeah, they're not all too far off each other, are they? Exactly.
1: And then I honestly feel like Tuvalu potentially needed the run, loves the track. I think it's had six starts and never missed the top two. Loves the distance, never missed the Cornella. So – and the second up record reads very well. So I feel like he's, he's certainly a great chance at, at, um, at around that what, – what, what sort of price again? What, 440?
0: 440, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting race in the little battle between Gentleman Roy and, and Tuvalu.
0: Yeah, and um, I like this. I like this card for a actually.
1: Yeah, it's one of those ones that could throw up like a real ruffie in one of these ladder legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Would, what would you go in this leg?
1: Uh, poor, tough one. So I'd probably throw definitely on Tuvalu. Yep. Uh, Smoking Romans.
0: Oh, you go Smoking Romans in there.
1: I feel like it's just I, – I thought the horse was actually quite good with the big weight behind pounding in that Carlisle club. Yeah. Uh, Gentleman Roy.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, pounding, definitely.
0: I'd probably go Uncle Bryn.
1: You want to chuck Uncle Bryn in
0: there? I would, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And what else? Not much else I like the look of, actually. Well,
1: we've got this weird – we've got this um, ex-UK horse – or sorry, Irish horse having a run, Bear Story, which is very interesting.
0: Okay, Yeah.
1: He's an intriguing runner. I haven't seen any jump outs or anything like that, so it's hard for me to comment. But, yeah, he definitely looks an interesting runner.
0: Yeah, okay. It was last seen winning the Dubai Diamond in Dundalk.
1: Yeah. So in Dunkeld, yeah. Oh, Dun, uh, is it Dunkeld or Dunkold or what? what is it?
0: I have no idea how you say that. Yeah. Either tell.
1: way. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, so he brings an interesting uh, – like an – an interest into this race. So he's one that you can kind of see. So if you see like a market push for him, like I'd I'd be willing to to have a little bit on.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love I love the imports and uh, and the market pushes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and there's one other I'd probably chuck in there would be number thirteen. He's a shocker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well he just remember he ran within half a length of Zaki and Mawanga. In that um, two thousand meter champion's sakes. he beat animo home last start.
0: Oh wow! So you could almost stand out Jackano as a standout leg.
1: Or do you want to, in, or do you want to include elliptical attrition and Miramasa as well? Because imagine if Miramasa gets up in the fifties.
0: Oh, no. I just feel like I mean, you're going to have to go short in one of these legs, right?
1: You're going to have to because that race, race six, is short. But again I'll touch on something with that race.
0: Okay, yeah. And
1: and, and I think Jum, DeJumbuck's going to win the last anyway.
0: Ah, oh, is that that's not down the straight, is it?
1: It is down the straight.
0: Oh god. 320 for him at the moment.
1: Yeah. And Life Lessons in second, but you're not getting the price about Life Lessons this time around. Yeah, right. Oh no, it wasn't Life Lessons. What was the one what was the one that we that we put in the quaddy behind DeJumbuck? Oh, what was its name? Sessions Road. Not oh, Yeah, lessons.
0: yeah, he's there, 14 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, interesting. And then
1: Yeah, so really really interesting race. I oh, I I think gun to my head. I think Tuve lose the bet.
0: Oh, Nice. Um
1: if you, but that's just a gun to your head bet. I'm not going to probably be betting in the races. Yeah. Cuz okay. I think gentleman Roy's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, he is. He's a really good horse. I rate him.
1: Yeah, so that, that's probably the bet. But uh, do you want to touch on these black bookers that we've got?
0: Yeah, what do you got?
1: So, so we've got a couple. So I've got a horse in race one who's 61 to one.
0: Oh, who's that?
1: So his name's Treasure Way.
0: Okay. Uh, a few first starters. Oh, yeah. yeah. So,
1: it's, so Treasure Way. So I loved his run. See, he was so green. It wasn't funny. Back in the start of Feb at Moe over the 1,100 metres, he pulled his ass off. Um, and then he ran into a race. I know that, um, he ran into like a, a decent horse in that race and, and I think lost by about two lengths. Yeah. He then went to another race and I remember us getting. I remember we got on Capitol Rock. Remember we got that, ear, that text going around that car, the McAvoy's is like, we've got our next sunlight. And it came about that the horse wasn't sound, but he ended up running third in that race only a one length off them now yes I know it's in a weak maiden and anything like that but I think he'll I think he'll eventually win a maiden somewhere and I just don't know where I think this might honestly be a bit bridged too far for him but um I think he's a he's a horse to watch
0: but he's, you think he's over at that sixty one dollars
1: I don't think he'll win but I just yeah. He's just one that I, I I put in the black book for, for midweeks, and it, it was it was interesting to see him pop up here in, on a Saturday uh, Flemington race.
0: Yeah, okay, all right, maybe worth something on the eleven dollars a place.
1: Yeah, it might be worth something. See what you think. I I wouldn't be going heavy or anything like that.
0: Okay, okay, cool. What other black book has you got at Flemo?
1: And then we got we got Ohi who we touched on in that race where um ran fourth behind oh, I can't remember that race behind Rich Fortune.
0: Yeah, okay. What and race? Queen
1: of, queen of the ball. What
0: um, race so that's
1: in race? race four. That's down the straight again.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so interesting race. Um, quite open. We've got a couple of good horses running around. Um,
0: the formidable wild Bell's coming off. The formidable what was that? blue. The formidable Godolphin Blues.
1: The Blue Jackets.
0: Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. How do you say Oh, High. Oh, hi. Okay, yeah, you can get $6 for him.
1: Yeah, so decent price. Again, never never won at the track and it is a straight race. So you know that obviously certain horses are better suited to straight racing than others. So I don't think it's a bet at all, to be honest. All right. Uh, and then the last but not least, have a look at race six, number 18.
0: Oh, no, Benedetta. Yeah. You're popped up thing. in a straight
1: race over the twelve hundred meters. Very open races. You can see what two horses under double figures.
0: Oh, I really like that.
1: Eight, Eight bucks.
0: bucks. Yes.
1: Eight bucks. Drawn out wide. So hopefully. So the the key with it is is watch races one. Um, watch all the straight races. So races one, races three, races four. Um, watch all those races before. Um, ours. And if you see horses winning down the outside rail, definitely have a bet.
0: Okay. I really like to see that. There's some good things. We've got some things at odds uh, coming up on the weekend. I like it.
1: We do. So it's really, really good. Um, yeah, I, I know she's stepping up and great. She's going to be meeting some very, very good horses. But I've got a very strong opinion of Benedetta. I think she's, I think she's a group class horse, maybe group three, group two in time. But I think she's a really good horse and I think she's going to be aiming for the Typhoon Tracy. I think I read during the week, which is a, a group race over, um, over the 1,200 metres at Mooney Valley. So I think that's if she performs well here, I think that's where she's going to be heading after this.
0: Okay. That's fantastic. Excited about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so that's that's probably it for the Flemington card. It's it's actually quite it's a relatively weak card when you look outside the group one and the group two. But I think there's a bit of value there, like we spoke about it with Benedetta.
0: Yep, yep, definitely. Um, so Eagle Farm. Now I know you've got one you like here.
1: Yep. And this could be the best bet of the weekend.
0: Oh, okay. Give it to us.
1: All right. So you know how we spoke about I think it was a couple of weeks ago when I was like there's something about when they bring horses up. From down south, and they something about getting the Queensland Sun on their backs, and they just find another leg coming back. Yeah, so this is this is halal. So he's been racing in group company for a a lot of his career. All right, so he comes up here now, he's been transferred really quietly to Tony Golan. Yep, and he's trialed enormously um, at Doomben over the thousand meters.
0: What race is he in there?
1: So he's in in race eight there at Ah, at Eagle Farm.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, wow, Angela Jones on too. Stop it.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's going to be he's going to be carrying the fifty eight kilo, um, 58 and a half kilos. So when you look at his like, you look at his, like, you look at all of the horses. Stampy's coming out of a a second last behind Quantico. Yeah, it, sound. It's a weird run taking him down to Sydney. You got like look at the other horses in the market. Snow Zone fourth behind what the big goodbye. Big goodbyes in this. Um, Loves Eagle Farm, trained on track and all those sorts of things. But I just feel like he's the best horse in the race. And we just don't need to grey up, just bet up.
0: Yeah. I love it. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. So I think
1: these one. And then there's one other horse that I've got. Now, I don't normally go to South Australia, but I've got one in South Australia for you.
0: Oh, geez. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You've caught me off guard. Murray Bridge.
1: Yeah, Murray Bridge. Race six.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. What do you like here?
1: I like Warchime. Oh yeah, Liam. Reed. So I got Warch- Yeah, so I got Warchime in in the black book. I really liked his first up run at Ballarat. Okay. I thought he was really good considering the circumstances of the race. He finished off really really nicely. Um, I think he's a great bet at what? What's his price at five bucks? Five fifty? Yeah. He's a great bet at five. I think he's a great bet at five fifty. Like, I don't find this – like, this race is sound. Like, he's it, got some decent horses who are, who are I guess, trying to, to, to make their way through the graves. But I just think he's got them covered. Like, if you look and go back and through a few of them, like, they're, they're all sound. But I think he's a great bet at 550.
0: All right. Interesting. We're going to South Australia then. Yeah, there you go. Um, So, did you have any others you wanted to touch on?
1: I don't want to – to bore the listeners with me talking up buddy kiss some again
0: <laughs> kiss some in newcastle <laughs> on friday yes
1: yeah, so there's actually a really good race at newcastle happening tomorrow so it's the newcastle stakes all right so it's a group three over the 1400 meters um some good horses getting around so you got crosstalk is the two dollar favorite out there who i thought was quite plain behind zarek in that rose hill race um it's quite a weak race i'd Hasn't won second up, which is interesting, but he's suited over the 1,400 metres. Uh, Pizarro's coming off a nice second behind Think About It, who we know came out and absolutely won. What, wait, Liverpool City Cup last weekend? Oh, yeah. So that's something you got to certainly consider. And then we've got Cuban Royale, your mate. Oh, yeah. And then we've got Kissam, who's obviously my mate. Your so mate. I'm sick of, like the second up record of kissums poor obviously zero wins second or placings from four attempts and we have Voldemort on board so
0: Ooh. to me
1: it's got like i i said it to you guys a couple of weeks ago now like it's a life ban for kmac for me so i will not be betting on this race oh, no. even though it's a boyfriend of mine goes around which oh. sucks and if, do you know what? I'm going to be so, so salty if, if, if he wins, but I've just got to stick to my rules.
0: Oh, that'd be such a dagger to the heart, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, it, it'll kill me, but I'd, I, it has to happen. Nah, stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Don't like him. That's <laughs> it. All right. Well, mate, um, this has been good. I'm excited again. I think we, uh, we could be ready to hit a hot streak here.
1: We're on here. We're hitting form at the right time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, mate, have a good night and uh, enjoy the start of the NRL.
1: Thanks, mate. You too.